Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by Electrifying Pink Kinksters. Thank you. Jay Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P, Claire, Jam Today, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R, Christopher, Kilted Sir, Firegood and his good boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity Ah, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Blessed, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, Pumpkin Pie, Ms. Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, Wee Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Sissy Annabelle, Jada, BP Bryn, Ray S, Crash Override, and Becca. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. I did a quick, I'm just going to do the thing that I hate, you know, because I want to hurry up and do this, but I'm going to go ahead and just say what it is. You ready? You're not going to say what inspired it? Okay. Rara told me to do it. Yeah, pretty much. That was what inspired me. Rara told me to. Well, it, it ready? Because you know you're all, you know I'm gonna say this because y'all are saying oh, this. Rara got the inspiration from TikTok. <laughs> I I had to throw that they in. Got it. Somebody reached out to me and asked me if we would do ever gonna do an episode on this subject matter. And <laughs> okay, I you very carefully didn't say it because I don't want to give it away. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil your thunder. Well, okay. Here's my question. Yeah. Why did you pick me to oh, do this? Is oh. it because you were just sick and tired of doing all the work? Well, that's it. But no, that's actually not the reason. But if I tell you the reason, then it's going to give away the subject matter. So okay, which so do you want to tell I first? Just, I should just go ahead and say, yeah. this is on male submissives, people who are male. And I used, I think, all cis het males for this. Um, I did not. No. No, I did not. No, one of them I know is not het. Oh, that one is definitely bi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for a bunch of them, I didn't really diversify a lot because I didn't have a whole lot of people volunteering for this. Yeah. I would love to do it again with a different, oh, with a bunch of different, uh, dynamic, right. bunch of different. Well, I actually like the idea that we talk to, to mostly het men because it sort of goes against the whole stereotype, which I know is going to get talked about here. Yeah. Um, but the reason I asked you to do it versus me is because while I've had a, had submissive i've only had female submissive i've never had a male submissive oh so i didn't and i know you have so i didn't feel 
I could do justice. Going back both. to going back to our last episode we recorded about being ethic, ethical educators. I can't do justice to the subject because I have not experienced this. So you so you haven't had a single male submissive? Correct. You've played with male submissives. Correct. But you haven't been I've in played a relationship. With witches. I don't think I've ever topped somebody who was all male submissive. What about baby fireman? Yeah, well, I don't really consider topping. He he served me. That's okay. Okay, I guess. All right. Yeah. See? I See, mean, this is why you're teaching this one, not me. <laughs> Technically, he was mine. Right. I loaned him out to you yes. for a scene. You were not in a relationship with baby fireman. No. And at the time, I'm not sure I identified as a switch either. That's how long ago this was. Jeez. Yeah. So that was, he just came over to perform a service for you. Oh, yeah, he served me. Huh? Yeah. A couple different ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I, on the other hand, have had almost entirely male switches or male submissives. Um, I had one of my favorites, I will say, was a assigned male at birth transgender to female. But then actually she was more gender fluid than anything else. I'm just going to. I have to say that um, mostly she identified as female, but every once in a while she'd be male, that kind of thing. Um, she was my favorite as far as she was the one that I told you about that had the rule when she came to visit. She was not allowed to eat food like actual food until she ate me. Oh, wow. That's a cool rule. I that was my favorite thing. I just came up with it and we went with it. It was the best fucking weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I went through a, a point in time where I was, I guess for lack of a better term, interviewing male submissives uh, to potentially have some sort of DS relationship with. Unfortunately, I had a lot of bad luck and pretty much every male submissive I was running into were what I called the doomy subs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if you haven't heard the terminology doomy subs. That took me a second. It's basically... It's all about them. What can you as the dominant do for me as a submissive? It was never what could we do for each other? Yeah, that's uh, that we run into a lot. Um, but I actually have had pretty good luck with mine. Most so the last one that I had, um, sh she was male at the time and transitioned afterwards. Mm hmm. Um, but at the time she was male, she liked being sissified, you know, all of that good stuff. And I've had a lot of experience with that. I've had mostly good outcomes. My biggest problem with my relationship with her, who was then he uh, or him, keeping my pronouns together, uh, we started a dynamic that was mostly relationship. It was definitely a DS relationship. And it turned out neither one of us were very good at keeping up with that and didn't have time. Yeah. And, and for me, I think part of the problem maybe too is sissification is not one of my kinks. Oh, it is mine. Right. And so I would need to find a male submissive who did not want. There's plenty sissification. of those. I, I'm sure they are. I just didn't run across them. There's plenty. Um, let's see. I've done the sissification. I've done pegging. I've done. I also don't peg. Oh, see again. See, I would I need to learn. Love it. I would need to learn to peg. It's not hard. It actually takes a lot of 
Okay, it is hard. It's harder than it looks. It takes a whole. It's, it's a whole different set of, of effort. thrusting than. Let than... me. It, it feels like you do, you're doing crunches. Ooh. I don't know how people with penises or dildos do this. That's why they on get a regular the six basis. Packs. Oh my god, the effort that that takes is just insane. Um, and keeping up the pace for an extended period of time. Yeah. God, I don't know how you guys do that. Um. Let's see. I've done the let's see, what else was there? Um, we've done service. Um Yeah, that's mostly what yeah. it oh, and humiliation. Um, one of my first ones was very into humiliation, so I did a lot of that with him. In fact, I combined my um the gender fluid girl. Mm-hmm. I combined her and my humiliation guy for a yeah. truly amazing scene. When you and I met. You had a submissive with you. I did. Oh, yes, that was that was the gender fluid mm-hmm. girl. Actually, the yeah. one who was all cuddly. Yeah. Yes, that was her. Mm-hmm. That was the weekend that she came to visit. That yeah. I said we're not allowed. Yes, that was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, in what will come as a complete shock and surprise to nobody, Dar and I don't identify as male. <laughs> no. So not even a little. So, um, we felt in order to do justice to the subject matter. We needed to go directly to the source. Well, I'm going to do a couple of quick facts here, and then we'll go to those sources. Um, the closest thing I could find for a statistic for this was a 2015 study. So it's a bit outdated. I would love to find something more current. But it indicated that 46% of men who are active in BDSM expressed a preference for the submissive role. That's almost half. Yes. I was not expecting that. Neither was I. Isn't that like awesome though? But this includes cock and ball torture, which by the way is something that I do all the time. Yeah. See, I feel you should be nice to the cock cock and balls and they'll be nice to you. But they scream so pretty. I don't want them to scream. They don't have to be nice to me. I want the screaming. No, I want them to be nice to me. Um, 24% consider themselves to be switches and 29% prefer the dominant role. Was not expecting that. No, I wasn't either. As much of the stereotype is men are the doms, period, that 29% mm-hmm. really threw me. For it I to would, be a stereotype, shouldn't it be the majority? Right. I would very much love to redo this study and include those who were um, assigned male at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but now identify either as non-binary or trans, whatever, and see and see how those numbers might change. That would be because, see, in the 2015 study, that wouldn't have been taken into account. So no. I'd really, really love to see a more updated version. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna try and find one. But different things that you can do, in, like to a male sub. And this, by the way, does not matter what kind of uh, top you are, what gender. It doesn't matter. What we're concentrating on is the, I'm not even going to say cis. My my interview people were cis. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't actually mean that it has to be cis males. So just males in general. Um, this can include cock and ball torture, which is what I fucking love and Rara hates. Forced feminization. I, I hate it. I just feel that you need to make nice to the cock and balls. Well, Rara doesn't do forced feminization either. That's my sissy boys. Yep. Chastity, which is locking the dick and maybe the balls up into a cock cage. 
which I don't think you've, you wouldn't be into that either, would you? Um, I like, no, I like the idea of chastity that you cannot use the cock without me. I like putting him in a cage and shock, shocking it. Shock. Yeah, right. Like, that's totally shocking. Um, cuck play. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's humiliation. There's face sitting. And, of course, there's the golden showers, which I will never fucking do, but some people like it. I'm, I'm at a point where I no longer say I will never do anything because every time I've ever said I'll never do it, I end up doing it. I can definitively so, say I will no, never I've, participate. No, you can. I fully believe you will never. <laughs> never. But I, I think... I could. I don't think I could ever bottom for it, but I think I could top for it. Nope, not even that. Not for me. Uh, let's see. There's pegging and a not surprising number of foot fetishists. Yeah, not at all surprising. Um, okay, so I'm going to basically just play the interviews, and then rah rah, we can discuss for a couple of minutes afterwards. Sounds good. Okay. All right, I'm here with our friend Jay Himbo, or Himbo for short. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Uh, so um, I know him through the munch that we go to that Rara hosts, mm-hmm. the uh, the area munch for, for our peoples. And it's yeah. one of the biggest munches I think I've ever been to. How about you? You know, more and more people come every time, every single time. I'm like, oh, that's new. Yeah, well, I remember last year, the biggest one we actually counted was something like 85. Are you serious? Yeah. And then she topped it this year. I'm like, how is this restaurant not killing you every month? I, uh, I mean, look, as they're probably like, oh, my God, Robert like, helps us get our monthly bills done. Right? Like, these servers <laughs> are just like, yeah, let's go. I'll take the rah-rah party. Oh, they're great, though. They're great. They really are. They got so mad at us, though. Because we keep jumping up and running around to different tables and we're never where our food is supposed to go. You see, I'm different. I sit there. I wait till my food is done before I start leaping frogging on tables. Oh, I'm a popple. You've seen me. <laughs> and like I've seen I've seen like a blur. It's like zoom. <laughs> like, there she is. There she goes. <laughs> So what do you identify as in kink exactly? So, I mean, ironically, it's uh, kind of more of a pet, like kind of puppy kind of thing. Okay. And a little bit of a brat. Um, that I could just, tell. Yeah. A little mix of that. I, you know, hit him with the sweet, hit him with the sour. So more like, um, like actually like a puppy. Yeah. Not like a very well-trained dog, but like a puppy who's kind of like, Ooh. I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get me like the leash, and I, I figured out how to get out, but they up the lock every time. <laughs> uh, so you, as a submissive, you would say that you identify more as like the br- in the brat category. That's what you're saying, I not more of the service. I yes, I, I think brat is like very core, just because I like to joke around and have fun, mm-hmm. but. I'd say like after that, if we don't like consider pet its own thing, I'd say afterwards it's service because a lot of the things I'm into are very like servicey oriented. Like, uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say it, but I'm yeah, very, I was gonna say, give me some examples. Yeah, like what? I'm I'm very down for like pussy worship, like just going down on someone, nice. just like under the table, under the bed, whatever. Just get, let me in there for like 20 minutes, get your thing going. 
I'll lose track of like how many orgasms or whatever is going on because I'm just like I'm having fun. This is good nice. for you. I know it's why they I, me around. I had a well, you yeah. <laughs> I had a sub once where um, when they came to visit, they were not allowed to eat food until they ate me. Oh, that'd be that's a great rule. <laughs> Did I break you a little bit there? So, so there's an application here. <laughs> Well, you know, we do like to give ideas on this podcast about how yeah. you can do stuff. So, hey, take that one. It's yours. Okay. okay, I like it. When when did you realize that you actually were more on the sub side? When did it you start BDSM? I, I don't even... Got into kink um, around when I was like 25. Uh, and I've been doing this for about, I guess, two years. Um, and... I actually kind of figured I was a submissive back in high school uh, when, you know, as, as every high schooler is, we're all 18 when we found Pornhub for the first time. Uh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And um, rip Pornhub in Virginia. Um, <laughs> and, you know, anytime I like saw sex, I was like, okay, yeah, that's nice. But then it was like, I always just preferred like, women taking the lead or like just like the kind of thing where it's like pushes me onto the bed gets on top and like holds me down just does whatever and i'm like oh okay. so you like being kind of semi-forced into it too oh wow god the the amount of like fantasies i have involving like cnc and just like sort of just like i cannot do anything about it uh, i could write on this wall behind me about nice it. nice i like yeah. And then, so from your fantasies, you decided you were submissive? Yes, I did. But kind of kind of just this weird, like, dichotomy of, like, no, you, you can't like that. That's dumb. You're supposed to lead. You're supposed to take charge. So I never embraced it. For, like, I embraced it in the back of my head and, like, you know, and the stuff I saved. But in terms of how I acted, I just tried to be, quote, unquote, I guess, normal status quo. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask you about that as well. Yeah. Like, what are some of the stereotypes that you kind of think that you should be, you know, like as a male in BDSM kink, what are the stereotypes that you think you have to do? And then how do you like not do them? How do you feel about them? So the stereotype, the biggest one I think any submissive male will find um, is that Anyone who meets them, as soon as you hear that you say the word BDSM, like, yeah, I know about kink, everyone just assumes you're a dominant. They're just like, oh, you're going to tie me up, right? You're going to tame this brat. Oh, do you know what a little is daddy? And I'm just like, yeah, you're barking up the wrong tree, lady. Um, <laughs> we are on the same team. Uh, you're looking for a daddy. I'm looking for a mommy. What do you want? Um, and, you know, you mentioned things. I went to buy some stuff. It's a it's a story how I got my very first collar, but I went to this store. I don't think it's uh, open anymore, but I went and I was like, hey man, you know, we're like the collars and stuff. Guy walks in and is like, she'll love this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey man, it's for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one wearing it. And the girl with him was like, ooh, I'm all for this. But the guy was like, uh. <laughs> he kept looking at like the stuff that was like, advertised for you know gay men and i was like hey you know shout outs to them but i i don't need that <laughs> i just want to call her i oh my i 
I bought a leash, but it, there was no collar attached to it, and I didn't know there was oh. no collar attached. So I just got a leash. I was like, "Fuck!" What are you supposed to put it on? Exactly. So I had well, to go back. I, was, I bought no. a pink monstrosity. Hey, hey, hey! There's nothing wrong with pink. Just ask Rara. No, nothing is wrong with pink. I love that collar. You, you're not allowed to disparage pink on this podcast. Okay. It's against okay. the rules. You might I'll, go to I'll, pink kink hell if you do. Rara can Rara can get a free spank on me if she wants. She can just grab the paddle, spiky or whatever, and just get me while I'm not paying attention. Perfect. Oh, while you're not paying attention. Yeah. You gave her consent to do that. She has my 1000% consent to get me while I'm not paying attention. I can't wait to play this for her. The look on her face is going to be amazing. Oh, she, I know she wants. I'll have I know to she video wants it. to like I know there's like a small percentage of hers. I was like just just one scream. Just just one yelp. Hell, I do too. But no, the name of the collar is Pink Monstrosity because um, I love that thing. But oh. it's like, it is, um, it's pink, it's huge, it's tight, and it's got like little spikes on it. It's not like spike spikes, but like faux spikes. Like right. Sauce. Like nubbies? Oh yeah, nubbies. Uh, but it, I love it. It's my trying new things collar. Just like, it's, it's a little safer than most collars, so it's my safety collar. I like that. Also, it would defend you against any uh, would-be doms from coming at you and just biting your neck. Exactly. You know, sometimes you need that protection. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, not right now. The bruises are healing. <laughs> Do you run into any kind of like other kinds of stigma uh, besides the whole, you know, alpha male that you're supposed to be and you're I just know, like, God, right? no. Yeah, where, where's my Tumblr dom going? Um, so something like, have you ever run into the the whole men who are submissive are effeminate kind of so it's kind of like a two half stories going on um we all get the fun time messages on fat life mm-hmm. uh, you know those people just like hey baby you know what's what's your sign you gonna suck my dick um and i've gotten like two that were funny to me one was a guy asking me my stats L- literal his literal words he's like hey What's your stats? Um, what does that for mean? I, I had to ask him, but I, I'm posing for these things and they won't see it. But um, um, I asked him, I was like, what do you mean by stats? Like, do you mean my height? He asked him how many people I've slept with, like what? And he's like, you know, your height, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, here's my dick size, my fat cock. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care, dude. And then I just was like, no. Blocked him, did my whole thing. I got another person who came in and was like, how do you feel about blowjobs? And I was like, did you even read my profile? Or did you just see sub and shoot your shot? And he was like, shot my shot. I was like, yeah, read the profiles, dude. So mostly a lot of assumptions that you are either gay or a woman? Yeah, kind of that thing. Or what if you were a gay woman? I know. What if I was a gay woman? What if I was in the vagina? I mean, I am in the vagina. But like, what if I was in a (laughs) vagina? And it's like, whoa, what is this? A penis? Get out of here. I met this girl, not going to out her name, but I told her I was a submissive male. And she asked me, how does that work? And, you know, after getting through all that, I tried to explain to her, I was like, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, like, you just like take cowgirl and you take the lead or like, you know, I'm tied up and you do what you want with me. Maybe it's just a really agonizingly slow and like long edging session with a hand job or blow job or you know using i saw an interesting thing it was someone giving a hand job but they had a wand attached to their wrist 
So like you got the wand and the sensation of the handjob. I don't know how well that would work. I, but I have a penis attachment for the wand for oh. the for the Hitachi. Oh, and are you talking about the Hitachi or the violet wand? Yeah, in in the art, it showed a Hitachi wand. Okay, so it's maybe their hand was through the penis attachment, mm, like a wristlet, okay. and then they were just like maybe. holding it. I could see that being used that way. Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, to her, it was like I was speaking Mandarin. Um, she's just like, I don't, I don't understand. What do you do that. that isn't sexual that you would consider submissive? Ugh. I, I prefer not to drive. I prefer to be in the passenger seat. Um, okay, listen, is- passenger princess. <laughs> what? I mean, you know, there's, there's like easy stuff like Little Spoon. Um, a weird one is that I actually, is this weird like meme of like, oh no, my boyfriend's a bottom or submissive. I have to order like the pickles off of his food. I'm the type where I tell them like, hey, this pasta is supposed to be gluten free for my babe here. What are you doing? Uh, okay. Babe, I'm a passenger princess. I like it. So you want to be a little more protected? A little bit. You know, I like, I think my biggest thing about it is that when it comes to dominance, it's a, to me, it's a show of like, I'm attractive, I'm desirable. They want me specifically. And that's what I think really carries to it is that like, well, they want me. They find me hot. They want to do this stuff to me. And, you know, that's what I think really gets it going and why it's so awesome to me is that it's just like, hey, I'm hot to them. Good. Good for you. Is there any kind of advice that you would give to people who are just starting out for male identified people that are like, oh, I'm submissive and are kind of not comfortable with that? I'd say... I I have two big things of advice and that find find like media, find just things like books, stories, even things like uh hell sometimes the hellscape of literatica. Um just find things that you identify with and you're comfortable with. And when you like read it, you're like, ooh, that's hot. Oh, this art, that's really hot. Oh, this audio I found, that's really hot. Find the things you like because the more you like the more sure of yourself you become. And it really helps you identify how you feel about this stuff and what gets you going. The other one, and this is just one I see everywhere, so I just spout it whenever I can. Just remember that the people that you're seeking, you know, be it a dominant person, be it a switch, be it whatever, that they're also people. Um, And to not just go in there and be like, hello, mistress, I'm your... I'm your subby slave and I'll do whatever you oh. want. Do all this stuff to me. It's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's kryptonite. It's I kryptonite. I hate that. It's never hot. No one actually does that. If you get someone calling you a slave in DMs, run away. Um, they're people. So like you really want to like get them to like you. Just get rapport. Talk to them as a friend first. And you'll find out what they like. If they want to be with you, they'll be with you. If you don't, hey, they're one, a friend, and two, someone you can get advice for. Like, you know. Um, and I guess the last tip, bonus tip, everyone loves aftercare. Give give doms aftercare. Just do it. They love oh, it. Oh, well, don't say that too loud because certain people say that aftercare is not required. No, hey, for me, I like it. So I give it and I like to have it. So if you had a prospective dom, uh, mm-hmm. a female, 
who mm-hmm. is saying, I'm sorry, no, I just, I don't do aftercare. Would you still be with that person and do scenes with them? Or is that a deal breaker for you? I would do scenes with them, but in terms of a relationship, it would be a deal breaker. So like, oh, okay, if it was, cool. hey, let's, uh, you know, we're at their crucible. Let's uh, do an impact scene or, you know, like you can be my dummy for this impact class. Totally down for it. But if it's a long-term relationship, deal breaker. All right. Stick to your guns with that one. Heck yeah. Awesome. All right. Any other things that you want to uh, talk about or is there any other stories? Because I pretty much, that was it for me. Um, we had a quickie. Oh, it's uh, hey, quiches are always nice, quickies. Uh, but <laughs> no, I think that's kind of the biggest thing. Thanks for having me part of this interview process. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. That was great. Of course. All right, so that was Jay Himbo talking about his experiences being a male submissive. What'd you think? I, I sadly, none of it surprises me. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> sadly, in the the fact that he's run into people assuming when he says he's buying a collar that he's buying it for his female submissive versus for himself. Mm-hmm. That the emphasis on you know your stats, your dick size, because men are much more invested in dick size than than women are at least that's been my experience okay anything else what about uh disparaging pink i ignored that part (laughs) he's entitled to his opinion wrong though it is oh (laughs) (laughs) shots fired all righty all right let's move on to our next person that i interviewed this is this is jam today also known as just jam and uh, yeah, so we're going to talk to him really quick about his experiences. Hello, how are you? Well, not great at the moment, but normally pretty, pretty okay. I burned it myself. Okay. Yeah. We discussed this off. off, off yeah. Mic. I'm like, well, I'm just telling everybody. Yeah. I freaking burnt myself because I'm an idiot. It's like my entire hand too. So not happy with this. All right. So you want to just dive right in? Okay. Let's hear it. All right, let's go. What do you identify as in the kink world? Okay, um, I am a little. I uh, have a tendency to regress in stressful situations, uh, but also sometimes it happens in very relaxed situations. And uh, discovering this led me to discover tags in uh, audio erotica that led me to realize that being a little is part of the kink sphere. Mm-hmm. And today I identify as a bottom and a submissive. Is there any other kind type of like submissive that you would say you are besides little? Or are there any other like labels you would give yourself? I think of myself as service oriented, but that's something that I would have to explore further. If I were in a long term dynamic, I'm lazy, so I could certainly see myself going, <laughs> oh, fuck this. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only service when I feel like being service. Right. So when did you actually realize that you were, one, I guess, into kink, and two, that you were actually a sub? To tell the truth, I mean, um, being a little, I, I realized that Rara would like to point out that Nothing means you're anything else, but being a little uh, just seemed to be automatically associated with the right side of the slash. 
I don't know beyond that. It just it just seemed natural. I will say that, um, when I was a young man, I had uh, fantasies about um, being in charge and having women come and do whatever I wanted them to do and giving them degrading really? things to do. But I came to realize that what turned me on about this was thinking about what it would be like for them and that I had to like cut out the middleman oh. because I was like sort of fantasizing vicariously through the person that I would have doing these things for me. And I said, you know what? It would be just hotter to be on that side of it. So you were kind of putting yourself into their shoes. Yeah. And imagining it that when did you realize that that's what you were doing? I don't know. Just kind of like unfolded. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. Do you get any like judgments or whatever when you tell people that you're submissive and male? Not much in the real world because I mean, I don't go around telling vanillas this uh, stuff. And well, um, no. <laughs> you know, in munches and stuff, people are often just like, oh, yeah, you know. Guys tend to be like, okay, that's cool. You know, what are you looking for? Whatever. Even uh, Dom guys, they're they're just like, oh, interesting. Like, <laughs> maybe I could give you some pointers or something. And women are usually like, oh, oh. Hmm. Well, you, you said real world. Yeah, what okay. about like... Yeah, and cyberspace, I don't know. There there seems to be this, this uh, sentiment that there's way too many of us. And we're <laughs> all just constantly... Uh, DMing random women and offering them access to our bodies. <laughs> You're not? I have never done that. No. But uh seeing a lot of early on seeing a lot of the rants about that behavior on Fet kind of would put me off because even though I wasn't sending a lot of messages or any messages, I would see these rants <laughs> and I would I would think it sounds like I, I couldn't figure out what was in it for the top anymore uh, because it just sounded like anything that I wanted was selfish. And it is. I mean, it's always selfish. But then I would be well, like, I would be like, I don't think selfish is the right word. Advocating for yourself is different from being selfish. Well, my point is I couldn't I, I couldn't figure out why anyone would want to indulge. Like it just seemed like. It it just seemed like, yes, I want these things, but why should anyone want to give them to me? Okay. What would you do instead? Like if you were to send a message based on those rants, what would you do instead? I mean, I don't. I, I don't really look for things online. I, I go into the community and I interact with live people and I've made a lot oh, of always friends. always the best policy. I found play partners that way. I kind of tried out a dynamic for the last couple of weeks and I ended up uh, breaking it off. Oh, okay. It wasn't working for me. I'll say, I'll say that. Okay. Fair enough. What do you ever run into like stereotypes or anything that you want to kind of dissuade, I guess? Well, the stereotype that I fear is that I'm a doormat. I still have like a, certain anxiety about introducing myself as a submissive, even though nobody um, in the community seems to be judgmental of it. I'm always, I'm always thinking, oh, I'm submissive. It sounds to me like I'm saying I'm spineless. It sounds to me like that's the word that's coming out of my mouth. Okay. And, and it gives me a, a, a sort of a, a reluctance <laughs> to announce myself as such. I usually I, uh, introduce myself as a bottom 
And when you say bottom, you're talking more along the lines of just like in a scene, like you like to get hit or. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I am also a submissive, but I'm not just a submissive to everyone. Right. I'm a submissive to somebody who I, I deem to be worthy of, of, uh, this sort of sort of exchange. Okay, that sounds a little bit picky. Um, but, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it sounds like you're being a good advocate for yourself. That's great. But this isn't so much of a stereotype as it is a trend that I've observed on FET. But I would I would like to put out the advice to any male submissives who who are just keyboard warriors: leave the <laughs> house, meet people, don't be an asshole. And like, make friends, put yourself out there, put your personality out there, behave in a way to get people to like you, make friends with people first, before you try to play with them, before you try to start a dynamic or a relationship. I know that in the vanilla world, the advice, the predominating advice seems to be like, don't date your friends, don't date your friends. I don't, maybe that's still true in the vanilla world, but I feel in the kink world, one thing I've learned is... Friends first. Become friends first. Then see where it goes from there. I agree. I 100% agree. I um, No, that's actually pretty solid advice. Okay, well, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. That was pretty sound advice. All right, thank you. Okay, Rara, what did you think about that uh, conversation with Jam? Well, um, I will preface this by saying I've known Jam for a while. And so it's kind of like an honor and a privilege to have watched his journey from the very beginning when he was seeking out people to play with and seeking out a a dom. And I'm I'm kind of like a proud mama. I really, I really, he's, he's come a long way and it's been a joy and a pleasure to watch his journey and his growth. I'm really proud of him for advocating for himself as much as he does now. Yeah. Yeah. He really has grown in that aspect of making sure that he speaks up for his wants and his needs. And when it doesn't go the way he needs it to go, and he speaks up for that. I love that he talked about his little side because at least I know male littles exist. Yes. I know very few. Same. And actually, that's really when he volunteered to do this. That's the part that I was like, yeah, we got a male little. Fantastic. Yeah, because I think that him being open about it will hopefully help others open up about it. And, you know, because if you think there's already these stigmas around being a male submissive. Being a male little is worse. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got double. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had actually gotten a chance to talk to him more about the little side of it than the basic submissive. But that's how it went. Hey, you know, that's why we keep making more episodes. Yeah. We can revisit that issue at another time. So this next one was really interesting to schedule because they're from the Netherlands. Oh, that must have been fun. Yes. And I thought it was really funny because the first thing that happened, I posted, I said, hey, I'm looking for male subs to interview. And then one of our patrons goes, I volunteer my sub. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, brilliant. Perfect. So this is Juke. I am here with Juke. He is actually from, wait, well, why don't you say, where are you from, the Netherlands? <laughs> Hi there, I'm uh, from the Netherlands, yeah. All right, so we have a little bit different this time. Scheduling this was a nightmare because of the time <laughs> difference. 
So, uh, all right, let's just jump on in. Um, mm-hmm. You are currently a submissive, correct? That is right, yeah. Uh, I have a pretty, very good friend for like nine years. And since about a bit more than two years, we end up being, uh, well, in a DS relationship. Okay. Um, we used to call it Friends of Benefits. We actually found a, a, a new label called um, Queer Platonic Relationship. So oh, cool. it's not so much like if you say Friends of Benefits, everything's sex all, sex all the time. It's like a pretty deeply connected friendship with also, um, we, we have sex as well. We have like a DS relationship that has become like a really big part of our connection. So, uh, awesome. yeah. I like it. It's, uh, that, that's the best way to encapsulate it. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it sounds very mutually beneficial. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's been a blast. It's, uh, yeah, for me, it, this relationship has really been a, like, the way to really get into BDSM from like, I used to fantasize, of course, but this has made it realistic and it's been like amazing to uh, get to know that part of myself and to get to connect with someone in that like really special way and to have someone that, yeah. When did you actually start in BDSM? Like when did it go from fantasy to reality? So uh, yeah, I think with the start of that, like uh, part of our relationship. So that's about a bit more than two years ago. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, and she used to do a bit, like, I think she started a bit earlier, a couple of years. I think she celebrated her fifth year recently, actually, being, like, in the community. Um, but, yeah, for me, that, that it was really someone that not just, like, allowed my this part of me, but actually, like, celebrated it and, and was really happy about it and, like, was able, able to share that with me. So, yeah. Love it's, it. I I've been really awesome. have done that myself. <laughs> I always say that you don't want someone to be with you in spite mm-hmm. of what you like and what you do. You want them to be with you because yeah. of what you like and what you do. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Did <laughs> you did you realize that you were submissive right away or was that something you just kind of like <laughs> well, moved I'll, into? I'll be honest. She knew before I did. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I always like kind of fantasized since uh, like teen years, um, but yeah, she kind of like hadn't already had like a, a boyfriend that was submissive, and she recognized the same kind of parts in me. And I think there was a moment when she like jokingly wrapped her shawl around me and pulled me, and that unlocked something. <laughs> and at that oh. moment, I was like, oh yeah, this might just be like the relation. Like I knew like it was part of my fantasies, but like more like a relation type, it definitely uh, was more unlocked through. And she, at, for, at, st- at the start, she was like, it's gonna be a big part. I'm like, no, no, it's it's maybe like a little bedroom thing, but it ended up being a, a hell of a lot like more of it. And like, I definitely like, it's part of my identity now. Like if, if people really get to know me, they know uh, being a submissive and being in DS and being a service submissive is really a, has become like a substantial part of, of my being. Oh yeah, that's I was gonna ask that. That's awesome. What uh do you have anything besides service that you identify as? Like what type of submissive? Yeah, with within the BDSM um well service is probably about like the core thing for now. Um but of course within DS um we found different types of play. And I definitely found puppy play like a big thing for me. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> That's uh, like for for a birthday of mine, 
uh, she gave me like a poppy place set and i just almost shed a tear it's it was like a really emotional Aww. moment because it's like the like such a like vulnerable part of yourself but then to like have that uh, shadow with someone it's like uh yeah that was really special <laughs> tiktok um, has a new filter that's paw patrol oh okay <laughs> just just so you know you're know, supposed to do it know. on your dog but like i'm pretty sure you could do it to a human too and yeah. turn yourself into a paw patrol <laughs> that's awesome and besides that um <laughs> probably i'm, I'm part, big into bondage so like rope bunny would probably be a uh, mm-hmm. part of my identity um am I forgetting wouldn't you be a rope probably? puppy could be it could be yeah i think we've done bondage as a puppy before yeah <laughs> Um, and I also, uh, I actually have, a, I don't know what the best word for it, like a kennel, like a cage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that kind of synergizes small spaces and puppy. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. What kind of things do you do, uh, for service, I guess? Right. So, um, I'd say like, I have a pretty like caring personality, like, a, like service oriented, just naturally. I always have like a good time, like making people comfortable, like serving people drinks, checking in on people. So, do you have my... any kind of rules that you follow for that? Um, well, but I do now. But when we started like having a friendship about like eight years ago, I already we already kind of literally fell in that disposition. Um, but after we realized like what DS is, uh, we put it more like into a service submission mold. So we actually negotiate about like what that is for us. Um, and now it's more like for us, it's a 24 seven dynamic. So that doesn't mean like I'm like always, always busy, but it does mean like we always have the dynamic of if she enters, I uh, would undo her shoes. Like if, even if we're apart from God, she could say something and I just have to do it because she said it. And so we, yeah, we found that the 24 seven label probably uh, works the best for us. And like practically how it looks uh, in day-to-day life. So we actually live apart. She's here mostly for the weekends, my Mm -hmm. Um, And then I pretty much take care of all the cooking and the cleaning and just make sure she's comfortable. Um, Yeah. Are you a good cook? (laughs) I'm getting better. (laughs) (laughs) Our our, our mantra is good enough. (laughs) Okay, that's good. You don't want to poison her by accident. Yeah, I'm enjoying getting better. I think I've I've grown through like this relationship as well. Um, Oh, nice! Because it's definitely like if if you you want to maybe like experiment with stuff, and if it's it works out, it's really nice to be able to do that in service. And sometimes I just burn it, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well. (laughs) How would would you say that you've grown? Like besides the cooking, Um, obviously, if you're not burning any things anymore, that's great. No, um, I think, um, well, it definitely was a big part for us to go from the natural part to like actually think about it more. And I think that's a really, actually really, um, valuable part of BDSM is, um, that you, even when it goes naturally, it's good to like, think about how that looks for each other. Uh, and that way you also have like a way to communicate about, well, maybe things get too much or. Maybe you're just feeling feeling right at a certain day. So I definitely, we've definitely grown in like communication of like, okay, this is, uh, I, I'm, I have a day right now where I can't be off service as much as I would want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably a big thing. Um, 
yeah, kind of things surrounding that, just like getting to know each other better, getting to uh, know better like what uh, we both want. Um, yeah, it's a hard question. <laughs> well, I mean, you were you were saying that you feel like you've grown, so I didn't yeah. know if you had any like specifics, or is it just like in general? Yeah, probably probably in general. Yeah. <laughs> So what are the things that you really, really like about being a submissive, but like a male submissive specifically? Right. So is there anything different about that? Um, I think there's a difference in like the stereotype, definitely. So uh, back when I was just a fancy, I used to look up porn and it was all just like female submission. And I just, uh-huh. I really didn't have much of a problem like inserting myself into those female like bottoms. Um, but it's definitely like interesting that you see something like something else. I think I'm pretty lucky with like the amount of tolerance around my circles. Like I've never really noticed like people being weirded out by by male submissives. Well, I was um, going to ask you: Have you ever run into any of the stereotypes or any of the issues that usually come from male submissive like people's judgments on it? Yeah. Um, I don't think I have much actually, but it's definitely like uh, you see less re- representation, pretty much. Uh, and it's oh, definitely, definitely like fun when you meet another male submissive. It's like, hey, because you do have a different experience, of course. Um, there's just like, uh, of course, there's there's like online, like in more vanilla spaces. There's definitely yeah. like a, a weird like thing about how submission is just bad in definition. I've actually kind of experienced that like. Recently, I played some games with some people, and they their view of like BDSM was this like weird memes, and like they were kind of really being weirded out about one guy being dominated by all. I was like, well, I mean, I do that, and I have a really great time. So <laughs> I guess so I like, definitely notice it more more in like normal spaces. Correctly, yeah. I mean, normal. So more in the vanilla world. Yeah. I think yeah. there are more, yeah. And it's all, yeah, I mean, it's starting to, like, kind of grow on, like, social media, but it's still in, like, the, the infant days, and a lot of people are, like, weirded really out by it, by it, pretty much. And I think more so with male submission than with female submission. Um, but, I mean, within, like, our, like, BDSM, like, the Dutch scene, so mm-hmm. far it's been really, really just not, nothing, uh, nothing wrong, pretty much. It's been really tolerant. Well- so my dom, who's my husband, and I were uh-huh. actually planning on going to Amsterdam for our honeymoon. Oh, okay. That's and fun. <laughs> well, we got COVIDed out. Gotcha. Rough. So if we ever end up going there, I'm going to look the two of you up. Hell and yeah. you're going to have to show us the scene out there because <laughs> that was one of the things I actually really wanted to do. We were going to go for like 10 days. We were going to do yeah. all of the touristy stuff. But I also wanted to link up with somebody on FET and go to yeah. like a munch or a party or anything like that and like go to the scene in a what totally I, different country. If you don't mind me asking, what ages are you? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to be 40 in September. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's just because uh, we do a couple of parties that are just like uh, youth-based. But I'm sure there's other things oh, to yeah. show, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I probably wouldn't work for that, but... Actually, Rose, my dominant, she's a volunteer at one of the youth parties. That's like mm-hmm. one, like every other month. Um, cool. Well, you know, yeah. you guys always have a party to go to if you ever come out here. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> what state are you guys in again? Uh, so we're in the D.C. area, and ah. it's a it's a pretty good scene. Nice. Oh, that, it was I'm, even I'm better before ex- COVID, but right now. Pfft. I'm kind of curious about like exploring more like different different country scenes to be uh, that'd be an interesting experience. Yeah, I really, really want to do that, too. Uh-huh. Do you have any advice for any males who want to, um, who are thinking they're submissive, but are kind of in that stage where they're feeling a little bit of shame about it and they're yeah. feeling the stereotypes? Well, I definitely think uh, shame is a bit like, like a big, like part to overcome within the scene in general. Like even with me, with like the puppy play stuff, it's been like, well, this is fucking weird. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta find a way to either. I always uh, like to think about like you have your comfort zone, and then way out there is like the most panic zone. Like if you're in that that space, you're like having anxiety or scared or just panicking. And in between there somewhere, there's like a learning experience or like some really fun stuff to be at. So find a way to like like really think about your own stuff or like where's my comfort zone and what's too much for me, uh, and try to well like push yourself a bit out of the comfort zone. And, and within like male submission itself, I definitely think. At the end of the day, uh, your if you're not bothering others, your own happiness and your own like being yourself is what's like most important. And whatever that may look like, uh, I wouldn't say be like discouraged by whatever the stereotypes are, because um, I think like when you found that that authenticity and you find like, well, this is me and this is what I really care about, you should chase that probably. And then one more question that I just thought of. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen, uh, I guess it's, I would say, mostly Dom women on FET. We complain a lot about guys, sub, subby guys oh. who message us all the time. Yes, let's talk about this. <laughs> Have you seen that? I was, yeah. So what do you, what do you, what's your reaction to that kind of thing? Uh, I have seen a lot. So much. we are in an open relationship and mm-hmm. often we just share around like our fields or like our dating experience. Uh, my government has seen seen th- like a thousand of them and it's like this <laughs> weird like just looking to get their rocks off just looking to experience like oh you're like a, a fetish dispenser hell yeah yes <laughs> um i'd say for like everyone else stay away from those guys but for the guys themselves it's interesting because um yeah, I think, like I just I, I want to know what your reaction is to seeing that because you are the submissive yeah. male and like you're seeing all these guys. I'd be like, what the fuck? You're giving us some yeah. bad rap, man. Yeah, for sure. I think well, even for me personally, like you know about friends, you like like when you're you're starting to get into being the same. You're like, oh my god, this is amazing. I want to experience it all. Mm-hmm. I've had that before, uh, uh, but I think it's really like if you're a healthy person, if you like care about others. You should check yourself and see, like, okay, what do I want? And what is that, like, pushing things too far? Because, um, yeah, those, like, really, like, horny dudes, it's just, like, disgusting. <laughs> Let's just say that, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, and I, think it, I think it happens a lot. It, it happens to the point where you think, is this working for everyone? Are the people, like, responding to this? Or just, like, they're throwing it out there and just hoping, like, the thousands reject don't, like, discourage them or something. Yeah, you know what, um, you know what I we think do it's, it's on, a lack of, end. Yeah, it's, I think it's a lack of, uh, like, knowing how to healthily enter BDSM mm-hmm. um, and how, how to, like, treat the other person in there. Um, yeah, it takes, like, good communication and good self-reflection. Yeah, they don't have that. 
yeah <laughs> i <laughs> yeah i we we actually end up doing uh my the girls in my circle the we screenshot it yeah post it in the chat mm -hmm. and be like look out for this one they're yeah. making the rounds and then somebody invariably will go yep i got one too yeah i have actually uh like heard you're right i have like, heard like stories of like i talked to like female dominance and they're like well i'm looking for more people but i tend to get like these exact people and uh it's not not a good time <laughs> no yeah it's it's annoying it can be very yeah. annoying and it's um really i don't know what the word is i'm looking for it feels almost like a like almost violating yeah no for sure you know yeah so it's, it's objectifying it's it's violating yes. it's uh it's just very like selfish to be honest yeah i agree all right anything else you want to leave the listeners with about this i mean um yeah i think just just find yourself just really try to try to experience things try to meet people that's a good thing and like maybe like advice to like those type of people don't try to meet people with like, okay, I want to get this fantasy done, but just meet people and just be yourself and just get connected with people. And then once you've like established something, you're like, okay, I'd like to do this. Would you like to as well? Take no for an answer if they say no. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty big part. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, just... you're submissive. You should be able to take no for an answer, right? <laughs> you think so, yeah. You think so. <laughs> no, really just, uh, I, I love BDSM for the authenticity of, of for like the, the wild experiences you have. Uh, and I hope everyone that's listening uh, is taking that from your podcast that, that it's uh, good to be happy even when happiness is different than the usual norm. Ooh, very <laughs> sage advice there. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Duke. It was really a pleasure to talk yeah, to yeah. you today. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll show you around in the Dutch scene one day. Yes, yes. <laughs> definitely happening i don't know when the hell i'm coming but i am definitely coming oh yeah <laughs> you guys will be the first ones i let know awesome thank you very much all right that was juke what'd you think of that one ra i'm actually a little disheartened by the fact that his experience in the netherlands is similar to what we have in the united states with the stereotypes of the male submissive mm-hmm um, I was sort of hoping some place might be a little bit more uh, modern. And of all places, I feel like the Netherlands should be it. Right? Aren't they some of the happiest people in the world? And they have Amsterdam. Um, so it was kind of like sad, I guess, from that aspect. But I, I love that he's attempting to try to fight that stereotype and give advice and let people know. It's just, you know, it's male submissives apparently all over the world are experiencing this. And that's that's a shame. I'd actually like to hear from some from other parts of the world, like just wherever you're from, whatever country. We try not. To, if you're from the U.S., we already know your perspective. We've got and obviously we have the Netherlands, too. <laughs> but give me I would like to hear from other countries. Is there anybody out there who is experiencing more enlightened kinksters? I doubt it. Have you been to Earth? Every damn fucking day. Have you met Earth? <laughs> Every damn fucking day. <laughs> All right, we have one final person, and it's our very special friend, Witcher Man. I am here with our 
dear darling friend, Witcher Man. Hi. Hello, hello. Want to talk about kink? Absolutely. That's why we're All right. So you identify as a, well, you're a male, and you identify as a switch, correct? In the past, I have been a switch. Uh, but right now, with my current partner, I'm definitely more dumb. Okay. Awesome. But I have when- I've enjoyed the fruits of being a switch, yes. Good. What, uh, so when, when you first started in kink, how, uh, how long have you been in kink thereabouts? Uh, about 12 years, I think. Okay. 12, 13 years. And did you start out as a dom? Did you always know you were switchy? Like how did this start? Started with boredom and, (laughs) you know, I had a job. (laughs) Honestly, it was a. I had a lot of days off in a row with a new job and self-exploring and self, you know, too much unsupervised time on the internet. And I said, "Yeah, that's usually how it starts." Yeah, and you know, my partner at the time, I didn't think she would be too appreciative of it, so I, I kind of hid it away from her, and then. I found FET and enjoyed the community, and I think she thought something different was going on, mm-hmm. some infidelity issues, which wasn't. I was on FET for, hey, there's groups that you can talk to people about what all this new stuff was. And I, you know, That was cool as shit, because I like the info dump when I find mm-hmm. something new. I want to know all of it. I, I want to dive right in. Um, but then, you know, one day, I don't remember how exactly it happened. We just had a talk about it. And initially, she was receptive. And we started more DS. I was Dom. She was the sub. Traditional, you know, type of arrangement. And then after a while, seeing her at events... And in our first community down south, um, and I was curious, you know, like, hey, that looks kind of cool with you know, her being on the St. Andrew's Cross or her being restrained, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to try it. And then that's where the switch kind of came in. And it was a good, I felt, you know, it was just another tool. Like, it was a good way to recharge your batteries is how I like to explain it to it's not good to be dom all the time. It's no fun to be sub all the time. And my my the way I looked at it back then with my first part, so we kind of just switched off every once in a while. Okay, awesome. Did you ever did you ever feel like you should not sub, or was it something that you were pretty comfortable with right off the bat? It was difficult at first coming from a military background, a very macho background, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of law enforcement friends, a lot of first responder friends. And my partner was kind of like, eh, you know, I kind of like you being the Dom, mm-hmm. but 
you know, and there's the whole stigma of, you know, guys shouldn't be submissive. You know, men shouldn't yeah. be, men, manly men shouldn't be submissive. And you're a pretty manly man, especially coming from a military background. So how did that, how did that make you feel when you were feeling the need to submit? Well, yeah, no, it sucks, especially when people in your community, you know, when you have been a dom and people in your community know you like that, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you want to change it up, like, wait a minute, what's going on? Do you have any examples of, like, how that was difficult? Not so much with people, because they they kind of came around, but with my partner, you know, she was fine with it until she wasn't. Okay. And she was very resentful about it. And that was a huge, a huge part of why we're not together. anymore. It was just, she couldn't handle, you know, the man that she knew in like a subservient way. After, okay. You know, after knowing me in, in all those other capacities, it wasn't okay. It wasn't uh, just the traditional view of you know. It wasn't the traditional way a, a man should be. And I was like, that's whatever. And is that the only time you've run into that? That would be like the only super negative, like problem with it a lot of my friends at first were kind of like really you you know a b c d you shouldn't be doing this right you know but then they all came around they were like you know what fuck it who cares so in in my personal experience a lot of my former subs especially when i was first starting out were manly men well a lot of high-powered kind of jobs military i had a marine yep and to me that just makes total sense it's it's like for my job i have a lot a lot a lot of micromanaging all day long i have to micromanage shit and i hate it i would much rather be more standoff and i can't so when I feel that need to sub, that's why I, I need somebody to take over let my brain relax. I don't want to make another fucking decision. Yeah, no, I totally, totally get it. That's what I was saying about you know, recharging your batteries. When you're the one operating at, you know, 10,000 RPMs all the time, <laughs> nice to just coast for a bit and just yeah, feel, and- feel the feels. That's the part that I don't understand. Like there is men in high powered positions or very, very strong manly positions, you know, traditional that may need to just chill. Like why can't everybody just get a chance to fucking chill? Yeah. It has nothing to do with, or not, it doesn't have any, nothing to do, but it's not, you know, they're not sissies for it. They're not. Oh, I do love me a good sissy though. Well, yeah, but I'm, that's, That's not their label. They're not to be persecuted for it. You know, mm-hmm. If that's what they want to be called, then that's what I'll call you. <laughs> um, especially if, you know, you're paying me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's right. I forgot you did that for a bit. 
did that for a bit, yeah, until it was, you know, uncomfortable for my for that partner, and then she loved it for a long time because you know she was getting outfits and things, and and then one day it was just you know what this I don't like it you need to stop and I was like no okay and then it just deteriorated for lots of other reasons. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. Did you ever like feel like you had to hide the submissive side of yourself because of that? Well, that was or- in the, in the beginning when I was more in the research phase, trying to figure out what am I going to do with this? Where what what am I in all this? Mm-hmm. Um, hiding the curiosity of you know, hmm, leather. That's cool. You know, restraint and, you know, just the idea of like the old, uh, you know, the old femdom pinup stuff from the 50s, some of those old, like Bunny Yeager things, you know, old pictures. That, mm-hmm. stuff, that was cool. Like, you know what? That's hot. And, you know, just hiding that. Uh, absolutely. Because I didn't want to be like, hey, honey. I think I like this. And then, (laughs) but you know, maybe in hindsight, that would have been. (laughs) Aw. Have you run into any other kinds of stereotypes or like, do you feel like you have to hide it now because of those experiences? I am. I'm a lot more guarded. It's kind of hard for me, even though, you know, moving up here was, you know, great. And I found you guys and I don't, jump into things as fast as I used to. I definitely take my time. Mm-hmm. Just kind of work in the room or working the crowd or somebody contacts me. There's more of a process. Right. Before we get to anything. And right now, you know, it's just me and my sub. We don't, you know, I'm not doing anything with anybody right now besides her. Um, you know, we're, we're slowly talking about introducing, you know, other things, but that's, that's been a long road to get to. Do you think she'd be amenable to switching? You know, it doesn't hurt to ask it. She's pretty awesome. So good, but I don't want to put her in. You know, that's my worry, you know, putting her in the wrong headspace, putting her in, you know, because of past experience, like, okay, she says she's cool with it now, but in a year or two, that's the reason there's animosity, you know, that'll... Oh, yeah. You're going to second guess that forever now, aren't you? Absolutely. Oh, that sucks. Do you have any, like, fun stories about a time that you subbed? Like, what was your favorite thing to do? Just coming home and taking a shower, like talking about it, for like all day, and then coming home, taking a shower, and like having everything just ready that we talked about, mm-hmm. and you know, music, and knowing that somebody else was thinking about me enough to have this set up planned and ready to go and all I had to do was feel and I like leather I like 
feeling cold chains. So like the chains would have come out of the freezer and they would just be cold. Like So you're really into the sensation play aspect? Absolutely. Like Cool, good to know. Um just like the more detail you give and then when it starts, those details show up. It's like getting the bigger diamond. Like that's the care that went into it. Okay. Do you have like, did you have any specific rules that you had to follow? I don't think we really did. We just, you know, normal. She wasn't into drawing blood. She wasn't into... Yeah, I don't think we, we, back then, we didn't really have anything outside okay. of normal stuff, yeah. Okay. You know, I've, I've been pegged, I've been, you know, I, you know, it's not really anything I haven't done in a sub capacity. Did you, was that one of your favorite things that you wanted to do? It was, because that's kind of how all this started, was with the self-play, it was like, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, masturbating with a toy. So having somebody else do that for you, that was just more, you know, just being able to feel the feel. And you did feel the feel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a good way to feel the feel. <laughs> do you have any advice for anybody who is um, currently a switch? but is or is currently a dom but is kind of leaning toward maybe trying to do some submission fucking do it it's just like you know in the police academy if you're getting certified on pepper spray you have to get sprayed with it first you have to know what it feels like Mm -hmm. so if you're gonna be doing something to somebody you might as well try it first so you don't you have to do that with a taser too yeah just give it a try. Who gives a shit what, you know, nobody's going to remember you doing it, but you're going to remember how it felt, how, you know, you're, you're going to remember the experience. So you, you want to know good, bad, or indifferent, how that's going to copy over to when you're doing it to your sub. Okay. It's just another tool in your box to being a better dom. What about if it, they don't want to do it just to be a better dom, but they actually want to try subbing, but they're scared of that whole stigma? It's easy for me to say now, you know, just fucking do it because that's a, it's a huge hurdle to jump over, but because it was for me and it is for everybody just about, unless you're some sick fuck that can just turn your brain off and do things. <laughs> but no, you, you know, Jealous. You're only here, you're only here one time. So if you're curious about something, just fucking do it. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you for your participation. Thanks for having me. That was great. (laughs) Have me back anytime. I'm around. Okay, Rara, thoughts, critiques? Well, I, I really loved and appreciated that he brought up working in predominantly masculine, manly, manly kind of workplaces between the military and um, EMT and all of that and feeling the way he feels as being, you know, having this submissive side to him. 
and dealing with all of that, um, you know, the issues with people not accepting him for who he is. And now the struggle as a switch, finding somebody who'll be able to help with both of his sides. Because I know for myself as a switch, I, whatever relationship I tend to have with you as either I'm the dominant or I'm the submissive, that's sort of how I see you. And I don't switch within with the same person. Right. The couple of times that I've tried topping the people who I normally bottom to or bottom for people I normally top, it felt awkward and weird to me. Well, we've switched. We switched, but we switched in our specialties. So yes. it didn't feel weird. Right? Like if I were now to top you in electro, like that would be weird. No. Right? It wouldn't be. And if you were to try to top me in just pure impact, not electro impact, like that would be weird. That, that would be weird. No, but I'm just saying you and I have, we're like one of the exceptions to, to that for you. We can switch with each other. Right. But it's also only within scenes. It's right. not in a relationship. Um, I mean, let's just face it, I'm the dom. Because <laughs> I'm the basic bitch. <laughs> unless I'm pegging you. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. you do, And you do it well. Thank <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's, I, I, I can't imagine the struggle that has to be, you know, as being a five foot nothing woman who dresses in pink sparkly stuff all the time. My struggle's more being seen as a dominant, not being seen as a submissive. The once you get to know me, seeing me as a dominant is not that hard. No. <laughs> once you open your mouth. <laughs> so. Um, I have the opposite problem. Yeah, people do. don't realize that a I'm a little or b that I submit to my daddy. Yeah, let's face it, I don't all that often. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but since you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So we just got some perspectives from uh, like we've said before. Rara and I have zero experience in this. Yeah. Definitely needed somebody else to like bring it in. So I like the fact that we got a few different kinds. We had a little, we had a puppy, we had some service in there, and we had a switch with a very strong stereotypical masculine background. Right. Uh, and it's fascinating. And I love to do these type of things. One of the, one of my favorite things about this podcast is the wide variety of people we've gotten to talk to and meet and hear and learn about perspectives that we'll never be able to experience personally. Um, and it's the whole thing is fascinating. Do you mean interesting? No, I mean fascinating. <laughs> so there. Sometimes I use other words. I'm just going to put my thesaurus away. Sometimes I use other words. Well, fascinating is what I use when I don't want to say interesting again. Oh, no. I did. I was. I would have had to have been a deeper thought thought to have done that on purpose. <laughs> Good point. Drink your coffee. Thank you. I will. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, 
and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.